You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Well, that's probably a good thing because we just had steak, so I was picking some out of my teeth, which is not something people want to see. So, And, folks, that's why we don't do a video show. Welcome to Geekiest Show Ever, episode 219, and Mike describing his personal hygiene. So how are you doing this week, Mike? Well, after that embarrassing little tidbit, I'm doing just peachy. Um, not not doing too bad. A uh, little... I think I've gotten some rest in the day. I was tired because, uh, and we might as well use this as a segue into our uh, international uh, ever-famous weather report. Um, we had thunderstorms roll through last night, so uh, we uh, the electricity went off about, oh, I don't know, 3 o'clock this morning, something like that. Uh, and a lot of thunder and lightning kind of woke up a little bit, but then uh, the uh, fire alarm monitoring uh, company for the uh, schools called at about 3 o'clock. And so with no electricity, the only phone that was working was the old landline downstairs um, that doesn't, you know, run off, isn't a wireless phone. So we had to walk downstairs, and my wife got it the first couple times, then she sent me down. And I finally gave them the password and told them to put it in the test mode so they wouldn't bother us anymore. But yeah, so it was kind of a sleepless night a little bit, waking up and dealing with that stuff. But otherwise, I think the weather for this week is not supposed to be too bad. I wish I could say the same here. It was been miserable hot this past week. Um, it was, we had, uh, again, where I work, it was close to 100 degrees on Friday, I think it was, so... Yeah, it was just not cool. And then this coming week for me, I mean, right now it's not bad. It's like about seventy degrees, um, but we're gonna we're forecast to go up into the low nineties towards the middle of the week. So, yeah, that's not going to be such a great thing. Well, you know, well, I like say, and I realize, you know, you and I have different heat tolerances because ours is supposed to be. Oh, it looks like nineties tomorrow, but high. Mid to high eighties uh, the rest of the week, I guess. But um, yeah, so I don't mind that, even if the air conditioning in the school still isn't working. Um, they're working on that. Hopefully, they'll get it done by the time school starts, so that the little kitties will be comfortable. You know, never mind that the people who are doing all the work are sweating. They're you know they got sweaty balls, but um, balls. yes. Um, but, you know, we'll have it in time for the kitties, so hopefully they can pump knowledge into their head or whatever they pump into their heads nowadays. So, <laughs> Well, uh, our our guest forecast and our kind co-host of last week, Elisa, sent in her forecast just to help Mark understand what's going on in the world. Uh, she said, uh, let's see, she was very excited. She went out to see a ball game uh, in Boston, and she was sitting on the Green Monster if people don't know what that is, I can't really describe it, other than you should look it up on Wikipedia and you'll see what the green monster is. At, that's Fenway Stadium, I guess it is. Um, she went to a ball game, but uh, she said it's been in the low 60s and quite humid. Been miserably humid around here, too. Uh, and it's rainy for a few days, but temps will be back in the 80s on Mondays. Could close to 100 later this week. So, uh, she's, uh, and she's going to be doing some traveling, so it's going to be even hotter for her. So, thank you, Elisa. Mark, on the other hand, you know, he's just, he, he's probably bitching and moaning because I think, let me see here, I have to check, uh, yeah, he's at 58 degrees, which to me is perfectly lovely. It's gotten a little bit of rain, maybe, so, I don't know. He's just weird that way. He, for some reason, he likes the warm weather. Something's wrong with him. Yeah, and that's their winter. God, I wish our winters were like that. 
Yeah, that's, I know a lot of people that share that sentiment. Yeah, uh, and I wouldn't, you know, and we'll, we'll probably have the same conversation when winter does roll around. I'm, uh, I'm, can deal with the cold. I would rather not have it, but I can deal with it. What really bothers me, though, or is to have to be out in the snow, in the cold, moving snow. That's where it gets. I start to lose feelings in my extremities. So yeah, I could kind of do without that. But that I'm savoring our our heat while it lasts. So uh, even though I know that uh, you know this lovely warm weather is waning, and pretty soon you know old man winter will rear his ugly head and you know start throwing icicles at me. But I'll enjoy this while we, while it lasts. So. Yeah, no, I have feeling I've got at least another. Let's see, this is July, so I've got at least two more months of unseasonably ungodly weather so that's just the way it works around here of course then last year at christmas hell it was so warm i almost thought i was gonna have to mow the yard so <laughs> who the hell knows what's gonna go on anymore but that's that's the weather forecast for this week i do want to backtrack a little bit to the beginning of last week's show and preface the statement with i got a lot of people enjoyed the way i started the show um that was totally on accident, people. I cannot do that on, on command, by the way. Um, but Mike and Elisa both encouraged me to leave it in there, so that's what you got. That's the way. If, if it offended anybody, I apologize, but it was not meant to. So it's, it is what it is. These things happen, and I shouldn't drink fizzy water, but yet here I am drinking sparkling water again this week. So I've got my finger closer to the mute button this week, folks, so hopefully you won't be offended by that. <laughs> Well, and I was drinking an adult beverage last week, but uh, um, I don't think that inhibited me any more than it usually does, So, or that I am in, uh, inhibited normally. So. I was going to say, you're pretty uninhibited as far as I know. <laughs> Woohoo! Oh, <clears throat> yeah, good thing the video's off. But anyway. You're, you're California light, I think, is what we would term it. Uh, okay. As far as being inhibited, it, never mind, it's the hippie mm-hmm. thing, huh? I'm, okay. I'm, I'm stretching there for the reference, so forgive me again. No. Um, so we were talking last week. We recorded on the 3rd of July, and uh, we got to talking about fireworks and all that. I was really distraught in Monday night. I started. It rained off and on most of Monday. It did clear up a little bit in time for me to start cooking You know, the traditional hamburgers and hot dogs and stuff on the grill. And as I finished up, it started to sprinkle a little bit, but it didn't last long. And then so, and it looked a little threatening, so I started just a wee bit early on my own fireworks, like around 8.30-ish, 20 minutes of 9. And I got to about 9, 9.05, 9.10, and I had lit off of probably a third, maybe two-thirds of the stuff. I had none of the really big stuff I had, and it started to rain, and I was like, son of a bitch! <laughs> So, needless to say, I don't think I'm going to have to buy fireworks next year. Um, Or not very many, let's put it that way, because I still have two extremely large bags and one assortment that I didn't even tap into. So, Mm. yeah, it's just uh, very disheartening. And I think if I went and bought more, my wife would probably shoot me anyway. (laughs) She she thought I bought far too many for what I did for, you know, just for... uh, uh, last for what I would plan to do Monday night, last Monday night. So, and then my family was all, "Oh, we'll do them Tuesday night." I said, "No, I have to get up and go to work." You know, Wednesday morning. I said, "I don't want to be exhausted from lighting off fireworks and have that mess to clean up before I leave the house at five thirty in the morning." So, 
said, no, we'll just save them maybe during, through the course of the summer. Every once in a while, I'll get a wild hair and go out and set one off, you know, or something like that. So, we'll see. Don't they have uh, firework restrictions where you live, or is it not uh, enforced too well? The restrictions are the types of fireworks, not really the time of year. Oh, because I think uh, the only time we can light fireworks off here in South Dakota is like the 28th of, 28th or 27th of June till about the 5th. Maybe the 6th of July. I can't remember for sure. Oh, no, we don't have that restriction around here. It's just, you know, you can't set off, you know, the big stuff that goes way the heck up in the air. Not that that stops anybody, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it uh, we, we, uh, we we that's the only restriction we have. You can set them off year-round around here. Mm-hmm. Nobody, I've never been called down for that. I guess noise ordinance I could get hit if it's after 10 o'clock. You know, I could get hit for the noise, possibly, but seriously, with the way some of the neighbors are around here with the outside, you know, fire pits and laughing and talking and drinking, I, you know, if they're talking loud enough that when I'm inside my house, it sounds like they're right beside me. It's like, you know, you can't get after me if I set off a, <laughs> a, a fire crackly fountain or something one night, so. And I would be reasonable. I wouldn't do it, you know, it would be a Friday or a Saturday night, and it would be, you know, after... You know, would be between nine and nine thirty, so not really late, right? Well, and you know, after we got done recording uh, last week, and uh, my uh, daughter and her boyfriend was home, and my uh, two sons were here, so we had a family gathering here. We went out, and we uh, they they bought the uh, boyfriend and one of my sons bought a bunch of fireworks. I didn't do that much. I was just you know uh, sitting there watching and keeping track of things and uh they lit off a bunch we had the fire pit going and i had my little uh amazon tap out back there so we had some music playing while we were doing all this stuff and the fire pit was going i was kind of managing the fire pit and make sure that uh you know burned good and you know it looked nice and everything so um baby burn yes it was uh and you know we bought it ostensibly because we have a lot of documents um we get tired of shredding so we thought hey why not burn them um so we bought a burn pit, and uh, then we threw some wood in there, too, and we went out to the farm uh, that day, and we gathered up some firewood from out there to to burn. So we had plenty of stuff to do there. But, yeah, and I said, we are, that's probably, the, thankfully, not too many of the neighbors around. It's not like we were loud, loud, but, you know, we're playing our music and shooting off fireworks and having a good time. So I don't think we offended too many of the neighbors because, well, frankly, some of them offend us. But that's a different discussion. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, that's true. So, so that's it. You know, I, I stay tuned. If I decide to to put on the impromptu display, I will report back to the uh, to the listenership. And uh, but uh, it will curtail the amount of fireworks I get to buy for next year if I don't set them off any more off this year. So there's kind well, of a little bit of thrust there for me to set some more off. Well, the, here's an idea. Why don't you live stream your fireworks? Oh, I could do a, um, a periscope or something like that. Yeah, there you go. Hey, maybe. We'll see. Watch my big butt running up and down the driveway lighting them and, you know, watching <laughs> me try to get away before they go off in my face. I'm and then sure. you'll have proof for the insurance company if something doesn't go right. Yeah, that's really good. Oh, here's the proof how he died. It was a stupid accident. <laughs> um, a Darwin Award. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. Oh, folks, if you don't, I, I sometimes retweet. I've been doing a little more lately than I had before. The Dar- I think it's at Darwin Awards on Twitter. Uh, I'll put a link to it in the show notes. Try to remember, too. It has a great Twitter account and some of the stupid stuff. 
and there was a really stupid fireworks, two of them that I saw. One was a guy said, this is why you don't write a cherry bomb in a sanitary sewer. Well, folks, you know, I've worked in the water and wastewater industry for almost my entire professional life, coming up on 34 years. There's a lot of bad gases, a lot of highly <laughs> flammable gases that build up in the sewer system, even in the storm sewers at times, but I'm talking just the sanitary sewer. Uh, it showed this guy lighting a firecracker or cherry bomb. You couldn't really see it that well. And it was a guy, you know, I'd say, you know, 20s, 30s. It was hard to tell. And two small children standing there, and he was dropping it down the sewer manhole. Well, it went down the manhole, and it went off, and it ignited everything in the manhole. It blew part of his coat away. It blew the manhole lid up in the air probably five, six feet. And, folks, those manholes weigh <laughs> a lot. I was going to say about the 100 to 150-pound manhole cover, right? Yeah. And it lifted it five or six feet in the air, blew part of his coat off of him, and blew him backwards because he was right next to the manhole. Blew him backwards probably about three feet. So, yeah, folks, let's not do that. Um, it may sound fun. It may think it's fun, but don't do that. That's how you end up on the Darwin Awards, you know. <laughs> it's, it's just not a good thing. Well, and then uh, in some of the state parks, maybe even here in South Dakota, there's been some people that's been trying to pet the bison. Um, oh, God, yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I grew up on farm. I didn't, you know, uh, we didn't have bison, but we had cows. They're close enough that, um, you know, especially uh, this was earlier on in the year when they, uh, well, they still had their calves with them. They won't be separating them till about, I think, September, October, something like that. And so some of them get a little feisty. Um, and we had, uh, the egg teacher here in town was mauled by a cow while he was trying to do something, uh, do some work with her calf and a bison is bigger and angrier and, you know, have a lot more muscle to him. So they could, he was in the hospital for a while there. So these animals can do some serious damage and just, you know, they may look cute and fuzzy and you may have watched too many Disney cartoons where, you know, you get all these warm fuzzies. Well, the only thing you're going to get if you pet a bison is, uh, you know, worn and broken bones or you know whatever exactly well it's just like yeah. the people the the trend for a while where people were taking selfies with bears i'm going what the is wrong with you people i mean theoretically black bears are fairly harmless but i mean if it's a mama bear and she's got cubs it's like when i've been to the smoky mountains a couple of times i've seen people oh look it's a bear cub Go, no don't run up to the bear cub mama <laughs> gonna get mad it's like, oh, you dumbass people. But, I mean, there's that. And then there was I, I there was this thing for a while. People were, you know, grizzly bears, polar bears. These are big creatures that will eat you. They will eat people. People are food to them. So, you know, don't take selfies with wild animals. <laughs> yeah, it's not a smart thing to do. And I'm trying to think... Um, I think there was a movie that came out this year that was based on a story from South Dakota. I think a guy got mauled by a bear, if I remember correctly, and his uh, friends, so-called friends, left him to die. Um, shoot, I can't remember the name of that movie. And I, I didn't see it, but it's based on – and I think he, like, crawled across South Dakota or a fair part of South Dakota um, to be, you know – and. Because his friends thought he was going to die, so they just left him there. And so, but he, you know, came out of it, and um, he was torn up pretty bad. I wish I could remember the story now. I would have known there was going to be a test. I would have taken notes, but 
Let's be honest. No, you wouldn't have. Uh, no. I always fake it. Uh, I know. So do I. Don't feel bad, Mike. It's okay. Yeah, but now I just... Uh, now now it's, now it's going to be like uh, your underwear pinching you. It's just not going to work out uh, until you find out. The Reverend. That's the movie. Uh, yeah. Let's see here. Um, based on a true story from South Korea. Uh, Google is actually working in my favor. Um, oh, come on here. I'm trying to scroll down. I know. Here. That's the oh. one starring um, uh, the, uh, Bird Boy. Bird Chest Boy. Uh, well, from Leonardo, Titanic. Yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Hugh Glass. Um, let's see here. Uh, it was Yeah, Hugh Glass was a part of a fur trading expedition um, out of St. Louis in August. They made it to South Dakota uh, near where present-day Lemon is, which would be like uh, northern South Dakota, I believe, um, right on the border with North Dakota. Uh, while scouting, Glass was attacked by a grizzly bear suffering a broken leg, ripped scalp, punctured throat, and numerous gashes, but surviving. His team thought he was mortally wounded, so the two men stayed behind with him until he died. But days later, uh, Glass was still breathing, think there was no way Glass was going to ever recover. The two men put him in a shallow grave and took their weapons and supplies, and they left. But he didn't die and regained enough strength to begin the journey towards Fort Kiowa uh, Chamberlain. So he went south, about 200 miles away. So, uh, yeah, short uh, short version is don't screw with bears <laughs> yeah really don't yeah don't screw with what that's like somebody you say i used to hunt said, well you want to hunt bears no i don't hunt things that hunt me back <laughs> yeah i'm a chicken i want stuff that's not going to attack me yeah i mean now occasionally the rogue uh, buck deer will come after you but i don't feel as threatened by the buck deer as i do the large black bear or brown bear coming after me you know so yeah let's let's folks Stay away from the wild animals. They're wild for a reason. Leave them alone. Yes. So, anyway, right. enough PSA for and don't be an idiot type of stuff. I did a little geek project this weekend, Mike. Oh, uh, do tell. Do tell? Uh, yes. No, I don't want to. I just brought it up to teach. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, jerk. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be the first time I've been called that. Uh, anyway, <laughs> now, my sister uh, earlier in the week had called me and said, hey, I've got this old laptop from 2008. You know, it's a crappy laptop. I used to use it for work. I don't want it. Can you destroy it? And I said, you know, and she meant get all the data and stuff off of it. And I said, sure, I, you know, I can do that for you. So she gave it to me yesterday morning. And I started looking at it. It's an HP Compaq uh, NC6220, if I'm remembering the model number correctly. And I started looking at it. It had Windows XP on it and all that. And you know, it doesn't have a very big hard drive. It has like a 40 gig hard drive, only a gig of RAM. It had, but it has a 1.8 gigahertz uh, Centrino, Intel Centrino processor. And I thought, you know, I need to wipe the hard drive anyway. What better way to do that than to install Linux? Hmm. You know, let it wipe the hard drive and go through the whole process. So I decided I'd been listening to some of the other podcasts, and everybody had been talking about Ubuntu. Ubuntu Mate because it'll run the minimum specs. You can actually run it on, I think it's a P3 750 megahertz. Ouch. With <laughs> either 384 or 512 megs RAM. Megs. No gigs, folks. Megs. So I thought, well, hell, if I can do that, let me try it on this machine. So I went through the process. I had a hell of a time getting it to boot, get into the BIOS to get it to set up to boot from. 
a CD-ROM. But, and that took me probably an hour to go through all that. I Googled some documentation and I kept stepping through the process. But there's a timeout in the BIOS that it didn't tell you about. That if the it was set to zero, so it would automatically just jump to the hard drive. It didn't even get a chance for the let the CD spin up to see it, even though the CD was set to be the thing to boot from. Oh, that's weird. I don't think I've ever run across anything like that before. Yeah, well, I you know it was process of elimination. Uh, and then I said, "What is this time delay here?" So I set it to like twenty seconds. Uh, just and that's when I said, "Oh, look, I can choose this." Oh, look, now it says, "Do you want to boot from CD?" Well, yes, I do want to boot from the CD. <laughs> So, so I did that, but uh, I installed it. I I twinked around with it, getting all the settings right. I did install the proprietary drivers as one of the questions it asked, the third party ones. Uh, and I got it all installed. And the only problem I had when I first booted it up is I didn't couldn't get Wi-Fi to work. And I just kind of had to go in and twink around with it. And I actually had to like start it, stop it. It just didn't want to start and stop right. So I finally got it started, got the my Wi-Fi password in. Now this thing works like a charm. My kids are fighting over using it mm. because it works so well. I mean, it's it's great. I'm using it as my upstairs computer now. If I need a computer upstairs, actually I actually have two. I now have my old MacBook Air, and now I have this machine. And I installed Mate 1604, which is the most recent version did all the updates. I've installed Skype. I've installed Dropbox. I've installed... Uh, I can't remember what else I've installed. I'm trying to think. I've put Wireshark on it. I've put um, Handbrake. I've put VLC. Um, it came with LibreOffice with a distro for installation. I can't remember all the different things I've put on it. This thing runs really nice. As a, you know... The, the weirdest thing about it is I've gotten used to the, the uh, uh, wide screens. You know, all three of the monitors I sit in front of, all the current modern laptops that I use are all widescreen laptops. They're not the... Back at this time, there were still a lot of the square screens for laptops. You know, they were perfectly square or pretty close to square. That's the weirdest thing I'm having trouble with. It's just putting my head around... Oh, wait a minute, I'm expecting wider display here, folks. <laughs> But uh, this thing runs, and I did some more updates to it. My kids are playing around with Minecraft on it. I mean, mm. this thing is just, I mean, it's only got a gigabyte of RAM in it. And like I said, it's a Centrino processor, which is Intel's old mobile, whatever they used to call their processors. Mm. Uh, but it's a 1.8 gigahertz, and it runs really good. It's only got a 40 gig hard drive. I may spend the tidy sum of $15 to put an extra gig of RAM in it, and that's the most it'll support, uh, which will probably help things a little bit. And if I ever happen to come across a really, really, and I do emphasize really, really cheap SSD, and I'm still using it, I might consider you know putting a little bit bigger SSD in it. But for just twinking around and playing with Linux, it's great. I even went into the customization, and I chose the theme. It's called Cupertino. Yeah, guess what it does when you choose Cupertino? <laughs> You get a dock at the bottom of the screen where you can pin icons and stuff. So it's like working on my beloved Mac OS. So I've pinned uh, my Twitter client down there. I pinned a terminal. I pinned the Word or the uh, word processor, the spreadsheet program down there. I pinned my browser down there and the uh, configuration preferences tools. And I'm just as happy as the old saying, I'm as happy as a pig in shit with this thing. I mean, it's 
it's just really cool, you know, to take an old piece of technology. This laptop's over eight years old. I mean, the battery doesn't last very long. It only holds the battery for an hour, maybe a little bit more, maybe an hour and a half. And the only other thing is it won't recognize headphones when they're plugged into it. But I'm, I can still, I got to twink around with that. It doesn't even see them. So I need to look at what's going on there. But, I mean, this thing's pretty freaking amazing. Well, I was going to say, how, uh, when you were surfing the web, how did it handle some websites? Because um, I, I knew what you were going to talk about here uh, because I saw the show notes beforehand. And so I got my uh, little netbook out that I installed uh, Lubuntu on, oh, crap, a few months ago. And I, it's one of those things I have good intentions. I install it, but I don't do anything with it. But I, so I got it out today and was dinking around with it. And I went to a couple websites. And believe me, there are some website designers that need to be – beaten over the head because uh, they have in, uh, a lot of graphics there. So it was kind of, it took a little while to load some. And once it got loaded, it was fine, but it just took a while trying to load up all the video nonsense that they got going in the background. How did that one do? It did pretty good. It's running Firefox, the most current version of Firefox because I updated it. Um, the only thing I noticed with it was on like YouTube, you know, great way to test it. The, uh, Audio and video would get out of sync at times. The audio would be ahead of the video. I think is the way it was. Yeah, but you know, I, I'll, I'll, I'll. But it seemed to catch up after a while. The longer it ran, the closer it got to. You know, if a video was longer, it started to catch up. So it was like it was buffering extra. I, I don't know what was going on there. I haven't uh, fully examined what that was causing that. But as far as the websites I hit, I didn't have any problem. Oh, I take that back. I did try to go to staples.com, I think it was staples, and you can look at their weekly ad, and you can actually look at it like you were flipping through it in the newspaper, and it just, like, trashed the screen. So I don't know what kind of technology they're using there. Um, I didn't dig into it very far, but that's the only thing I had any trouble with, really. I mean, I was really pleased with it. Of course, I dropped into the terminal and started getting getting way overexcited. Because um, I set it up with black background, green text. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, easy, Kevin. You want a moment? Uh, no, I'll be okay. Drink some cold water here. Um, <laughs> but no, it was. It's really cool. I just, you know, repurposing an old piece of technology like that that was destined for the dump, you know, and I'll get a little bit of use out of it for a couple years or maybe a year, and all it cost me was a little bit of time and a blank DVD. Hmm. Well, yeah, and while we were talking here, because I had my uh, little netbook up there where I'd had it earlier this afternoon, so I just booted it up, and this is one that I had went and put an SSD in it. Um, probably, you know, I probably doubled the value of this poor little netbook here, but um, I put an SSD in there, so it boots up fairly quick, and it's uh, fairly snappy. Like I said, I just, I, I do like Linux. Uh, I have fooled around with it a lot in the past, kind of gotten away from it. I just don't know what to do with it. I had toyed with the idea. I had a moment of sort of panic this morning because uh, my uh, file server I got at home here, which is a Windows uh, um, uh, Xeon uh, processor computer that I bought. It was a, an old file server. I had that up running with the electrical storm last night. It wasn't booting up. Well, eventually it did. But I had toyed with the idea of taking uh, my... Uh, netbook here and putting you know so at least because my drives are external drives so i can plug them all in here easy enough i had toyed with the idea of just making it into a a file server maybe running tonito on there because that's the software they use um 
for uh, external access, outside the house access to my files if I want to look something up. Uh, but I had toyed with uh, doing that um, because it would certainly be a lot quieter than that um, that <clears throat> file server I got running now. Um, and I had toyed with doing that, but I just but then I said I got back online, and so well maybe I won't. But I also turned a uh, thought of just uh, kind of overkill, but turning it into a uh, video picture frame or not a video, but I mean a, a digital frame. digital picture frame. You mean. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, um, something like that, or I could even and I have uh, screwed with that was probably several years ago. With FreeNAS, now the problem with FreeNAS is though I think it wants to reformat the drives into its own, unless they changed it, wants to uh, format it into its own uh, file format. Because uh, right now I've got them in, uh, for the smaller stuff, I think FAT32 and the bigger ones, I think maybe I did XFAT, just so that I could swap them between Windows and uh, Mac without any problems because obviously without some special dinking around Windows isn't going to read a, uh, a Mac hard drive and uh, Mac can read an NTFS but I think again without uh, dinking around it's not going to write to an NTFS drive so I just kind of uh, and I don't know maybe it wasn't a maybe there's a problem with that compromise I don't know but everything seems to be working fine but um I, like I said, I had toyed with uh, um, doing that with it, but I don't know. I just uh, – I may think of some – but I was using it this um, afternoon, and um, I don't know if it overheated or what happened. It just suddenly quit on me. So maybe it's time I just took the SSD out of here and, you know, give it a, uh, I don't know, a five-dram salute or something like that. and. <laughs> I'm trying to think, come up with a good analogy to a five gun salute or well, you can take, you can put it. You got a, a, a launcher for uh, skeet. You could launch it and try to shoot it like skeet or something like that. Five people fire at once at it. So. Hmm. Or just launch it at the neighbors. Well, like, that's, a, that's an idea. That's that's always yeah. a plus thing. Yeah. So, but no, I you know, like I said, I don't know what I'll use this for. Well, I do know what I intend to use it for originally. Is I'm going to put Wireshark on it and get a little more proficient with Wireshark uh, sniffing network traffic and just creep out my kids a little bit further. <laughs> you know, it's always fun. Well, that's always a good thing. And you know, the thing about this netbook is uh, it doesn't have the square screen, but it is. Uh, it's got a small screen. I want to. Um, I think it's only. 768 i forget what the size of the screen is um it's not a it's a narrow screen basically um so it's a little frustrating if you're trying to read text or you know like web pages especially because i use chromium and um so you try to by the time you have your bars in there and i shut off some of them but still it doesn't give you a by the time you have all your title bars and everything in there, you, you get a pretty narrow uh, screen to try and read anything with. Yeah, that's the other thing I found out, too. I can't use Chromium because they've dropped uh, support for 32, even modern 32-bit uh, Linux distributions. They're only supporting, um, Firefox is the only thing supporting 32-bit Linux. That, uh, Opera might, I didn't look, but Chrome's gone. I can't do Chromium. Um, so I'm kind of SOL. I have to use Firefox, and Firefox is okay, but I'm not a real fan of Firefox. I, 
their tab mode and the separate search bar and all that stuff, I don't know, it bugs me for some reason. <laughs> well, and I quit, you know, when Firefox came out, because um, your uh, choices back then was Netscape and uh, Internet Exploder. And so when Firefox came out, that became all the geeks darling. Well, but then when Chrome came out, I haven't used Firefox in years. Yeah, uh, and me I think either. And I think Firefox had some problems with um, memory leakage. Yeah, it did. It did. Um, But, you know, and then you mentioned Opera. And I've used Opera at different times in the past. Um, And maybe I should install it. Um, Well, I did install it on, was it my Mac Mini or my one upstairs? Because... uh, uh, if you get the developer version, and maybe eventually it'll make it into the regular version, you can set up your own VPN, uh, free VPN, uh, on there for screening your, you know, your web traffic or running your web traffic through, which was kind of a neat idea. Yeah, I've I've read some stuff about that. I'm not real sold on the way. I read some of the technology and the way they do it, so I'm not real sure I like the way they do it. But you know. It is. It, it is. It it does offer an interesting option. It's always good to have options. That's. I think that's the bigger point here. But unfortunately, with where I'm at, I'm stuck with Firefox, um, which is okay. And I'm. Sh- I'm pretty sure there's another browser. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. That's a Linux only browser that I could pull down. I just haven't looked around and haven't had that much time to tweak it. I was just trying to get it up and running consistently. And I did, you know, it boots every time it boots up, logs in, I can log in, use it. I set up accounts for everybody and I've used a total of six gigs of space for all the software for four different user accounts and everything. So I think I'm going to be okay for a little while to play around with it. Oh yeah. I know there's a bunch of different, um, um, browsers out there. I'm trying to look at the, uh, uh, Ubuntu software store here. Uh, see if there's, uh, I'm looking at internet. I'm just, um, that's the other thing I put on it too, is I put on the, uh, uh, Ubuntu full store because it doesn't have that by default in Ubuntu Mate. It has a limited store. So I went and got the, uh, full, uh, Ubuntu, uh, app store or app get, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I was also looking into something called MacBuntu, which is a, uh, tweak you can do to it to make it and i've done it before uh but it's been a f- few years uh that really makes it look like a mac even more so than the cupertino thing that i did to it uh myself which is built into ubuntu mate but if anybody wants a lightweight distribution that will run on old hardware again i said this is an eight-year-old laptop so i mean folks you want to rescue a piece of hardware and use it I cannot recommend this highly enough. I mean, not that that's any, should be any stranger to any geek that Linux breathes life into old hardware, but I was just blown away to use the 1604 long-term support. And basically, if this laptop will stay running to 2019, the software on it supported till 2019. I'm like, what the hell? This is great. <laughs> and I don't know my. Uh... Well, I say I installed it a while ago, and Chromium must have just dropped their support recently because I got this year. Yeah, this year. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I still got Chromium on here, but I suppose it'll be uh, outdated here before too long. But um, and then what I had thought about doing, and maybe like I say, if this thing, if my netbook here does seem unreliable, I'll pull the SSD out. And uh, my wife's uh, 
she's moved on to a Surface tablet like the one I've got uh, for when we go somewhere. And then she's got a 20-inch uh, touchscreen Windows computer that she uses. But the computer laptop that she had before then was a Dell um, – was it 15 inch? I think it was. Yeah, 15 inch. It's got an i3 in it, uh, six gigs of memory. It's not a bad uh, little outfit. I had thought about uh, maybe putting, and she, you know, doesn't want it anymore. So I thought maybe I could dual boot it, maybe put Windows on there, or maybe, uh, uh, or I could even. It's got a uh, SSD card reader in it. Maybe I could even install uh, Linux on an SSD card and and put in there. Yeah, that would be cool. I mean, this thing even has a DVD uh, reader, so I mean, it was really nice to be able to do it. So, I might even see if I can. Uh, I might try have to try ripping a movie on it just to see how well it handles it, or if it just melts the thing down. Well, yeah, because when you said handbrake, you know, uh, and I'm not real familiar with that processor, but it seems fairly old. I don't know if it would just give you the flaming finger of death, or. Uh, yeah, I know. That's why I said I think I might have to try one just to see what the hell happens. Yeah, because even like this, because this uh, netbook I got here, it's an Atom processor. I think if I was to try and do video, it would probably uh, stutter. I can't remember if I've tried it or not. Um, I'm going to try and bring up YouTube while we're muttering here and just see what it happens. I've got it here on my lap, and I'm I'm messing with it while we're, we're talking. But, you know, it, it's... Still reasonably snappy. That SSD certainly helped a lot in there. Um, like I said, I just i I like Linux. I just haven't found the right thing to do with it yet. I I'm just you know maybe I try coding or something. I've said that several times before too. But well, like I said, I got it for Wireshark because uh, something happened that reignited my passion to learn more about the more modern versions of Wireshark to sniff network traffic. Um, and by the way, folks, don't do it out on the public internet. Just don't. <laughs> um, anyway, just so I can get more proficient at that sort of thing. Uh, and then I might do some coding. I was looking at a couple different IDEs because uh, uh, I want to do more Python work. So, Yeah. Well, I did have – I got YouTube you know, up here. Why don't I look at Brock Lesnar, who happens to be from South Dakota. Um, let me try and silence it. I was going to say we uh, hear him. <laughs> yes. Well, it's not doing too bad. Now, let me try going full screen, and it's a little uh, little choppy. Where are you at? Okay. Um, it's not bad. Well, you laugh because what I was actually uh, listening to was I put on music. I pulled up, uh, who was it, Steve Tyler? Uh, Sherry. Oh, Sherry. What's the song? I can't think of it. Oh, well, it's uh, Sherry. the guy You're from Germany. The guy from, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Steve Perry. Steve I was thinking Steve Tyler. Yeah, yeah. Steve. Um, yeah. No, the same name of the song is Oh Sherry. Yeah, yeah. I can't sing it, but it's a song. It's right. okay. Uh, yeah, he was his, his his the the song the audio was well ahead of where he was. He was right. he was j- jumping and dancing around well after I it should have been jumping, but you know it well, got better as time went on. So and like I said, I've got the sound off here while I'm watching this, so I don't know about the the syncing, but the the video isn't bad. It's um. Uh, a little, uh, it's not jerky, but you can, it's not necessarily smooth. Um, it feels kind of, I uh, think kind of molasses maybe or something like that. You know, it's just, um, it, I mean, it looks okay though. I just don't know if that's, you know, uh, uh, quite as good as it, it could be, but, you know, this isn't too bad. 
Yeah. No. Well, well speaking of jerky, you're, you're, you've got something to talk about with that measures your jerkies now. What? <laughs> measures your jerky movements. Uh, let me look at the show notes. I forgot what I put down. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, tr- I know. F- yeah, folks. you give me a segue and I just, I strike out. Folks, um, this this is like putting playing t-ball with the little kids. I put the ball on the tee, brought the bat around to it, and he still with Well, Brock Lesnar was intimidating me. Uh, but anyway, uh, and for those of you who don't know, and I'm not really into it that much, but that's uh, professional wrestling. Um, and like I say, he's uh, from South Dakota here, from not too far away from where I live here. But anyway, no, uh, yeah, jerky, movements, tracking. Uh, yeah, good Lord, just smack me. Anyway, I've been, uh, well, again, my wife and I were watching, or my wife was watching QBC, and she came down and said something. And so they had a new fit, uh, fitness tracker on there. So I we decided to order it and see. Um, it is a Garmin Vivo Active HR, which... And so this will be like the third fitness tracker I've got here. But, you know, this one seems a little bit better. Um, this one's got a uh, – because the problem with the two I have now, which are both uh, Garmin's. No, wait a minute. Um, the one that – I'm sorry. The one that we ordered was the uh, Fitbit Blaze. And the ones I've got now are – both of them are Garmin's. But the Fitbit Blaze. So that's got a square color screen. Uh, it looks sort of Apple Watch-like. In its size and everything, it's got a color display. Now the two I've got now, the uh, the garments are nice, but they're narrow. And so I do like the fact that uh, you know notifications will come in and emails and that stuff come in. But the thing is, you have to hold your arm out in front of you to read it because it's narrow, and so it's kind of awkward. I want something that I can just pull my wrist up and look down at it like you're looking at your clock. And it'll come out normally, so I can just kind of read what the notification is instead of trying to twist my hand at a weird angle so I can read the display. Um, and they'll be coming in about a a week or so, I think, somewhere in there. But, you know, I got to, I got to looking around a little bit at fitness trackers, and I came close. I considered, because it's not a fitness tracker I want so much per se, although it is kind of nice to see, you know, how many steps and what my heart rate is while I'm at work and all that kind of stuff. But I did want something for the the uh, displays, uh, the notifications and that kind of stuff. Um, and so this one looks like it could uh, be interesting. Now, the thing is, it doesn't do email, but it does do uh, phone and text messages and calendar events. So it will uh, still, you know, be useful for me. Uh, but like I said, I did almost, I was toying with the idea of looking at the Apple Watch. Well, I did look at the Apple Watch. I'm kind of going, well, you know, uh, 350 uh, that's a fair amount of money to put into something that, you know. And like I said, I've gotten to the point where maybe, you know, I used to have absolute hatred for the Apple Watch. Well, now I don't hate it, but, man, there's still a lot of money for me to spend. Um, but I, I did consider it, and I don't know, who knows, maybe at some point I'll eventually just bite the bullet and and buy the stupid thing, but it won't be for a while, I don't think. But, you know, I just got, uh, you know, thinking about that, and, you know, we are becoming more health conscious, and, you know, maybe sometime I should try doing that, um, just so I don't drop dead too soon. We're all going to drop dead at some point. Uh, you know, there's my cheery bit of optimism for the day, but, um, <laughs> you know, maybe postpone it a little bit and try to take care of yourself a little bit better. But, uh, no, I just got to looking at that and, you know, uh, 
Uh, and, uh, you know, I just wonder, you know, if anybody else has any ideas on what, you know, uh, what they use for fitness trackers, what they like. And there's a whole bunch of them out there because uh, I even looked at Pebble, um, and they're coming out with some new watches. And one of the ones that they came out with, um, let me see if I can pull that up, which was interesting. It's not a watch. It's a uh, little device that uh and it's not out yet that you clip on your clothes it's the pebble core um and it will uh it uh, allows you to run without your phone you can uh but it will connect use your uh your um mobile plan so you can stream spotify to it it'll track your run and uh ooh, and get amazon alexa anywhere ooh that excites me now because I'm in love with my Echo here now or all my Echo devices. Um, I just want to walk down the street and trigger everybody's Echo device. <laughs> hey, Alexa. Yeah. And it lit up over there. Oh, there she is. Yep. So, yeah, now whenever I was uh, – because I've actually um, – that's kind of the second thing I had on my list there as we kind of segue into that too because why not. Um, uh, my uh, Echo. And so – I've got, well, okay. Again, like this is a surprise to anybody. I have a gadget addiction. So I have all three wait, of the Wait, 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 here. wait, wait, wait. You have a gadget addiction? Yeah, Why didn't you tell me it. this? Yeah, yeah I, I know. It comes as a surprise. You know, hi, I'm Mike, and I have a, I'm a gadget addict. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, and so like I say, I've got all three of the Amazon Echoes here because you've got the Tap and the, uh, the Echo and the uh, Dot. So, uh, but I, the, 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 uh, cause I started out with the Amazon tap, but the thing is you have to press the button to say anything into it. If you want to do anything, well, you know, I do want my, my Star Trek future. I want to just be able to speak out loud and have it do things rather than having to go all the way over here and press a button for it. Um, so I got the, uh, I started out with the tap and I got the, uh, the echo. Uh, but then I got, uh, I want something, they came out with the dot, and that one you can plug into your speaker system. The uh, both the am uh, the well, and the dot does have a small speaker in it, but not nothing good. But the the tap's got uh, stereo speakers, and the echo's got a mono speaker in it, and they do sound good. But I want something I could hook into my uh, little surround sound system I got down here. So I got the the uh, dot, but I moved the echo upstairs. And I'm teaching my wife to use it, so I'm trying to explain to her, you know, things like, and so you have to say. Uh, say the code name because then every time you say that particular name, it'll go, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so say the code name and then do uh, tell it to do certain things. And so, you know, there's going to be kind of a learning curve to that um, because, right? It doesn't support shut my husband the hell up, does it? Uh, no, that's what the frying pan is for. But okay. uh, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, that's a separate app. Um, but uh, so, you know, we're doing things like uh, listening to. Uh, uh, I've got some stuff on Spotify, and then I've got a uh, Pandora had a, a special, so I got a year of Pandora. And I do have a Pandora station set up, and I've been tweaking that one, so it's pretty good. It plays a fair amount of songs. Um, and experimenting with that, and then I also bought a uh, – uh, here's another shocker. I bought another gadget. Oh, uh, gadget. <laughs> yes, because um, – I the kids are not at home. We have more disposable income. I'm get, catching up for about you know th- almost thirty years of doing without. So, uh, yeah, I'm making up for lost time here. Um, this is what you got to look forward to, Kevin. He who dies with the most toys wins. That's the old saying. 
Yeah, and one angry wife. But uh, I bought a um, remote control. Uh, kind of, uh, it's sort of like the um, Logitech Harmony uh, Universal Remote Control. But this one, um, it's just a device, and then you install an app on your phone or your tablet, so you don't have a remote. Because uh, I'm more likely to, I can probably find my phone faster than I can find a freaking uh, remote. And the nice thing about this one is you can customize the screen. So you can put different buttons on there. So I've got it set up right now so that it'll control my TV and my um, surround sound system, such as it's not that extensive, but my little surround sound box over there. Uh, and then also control my Fire TV. So I got all the buttons I need on one screen uh, rather than having to flip back and forth. And so I can put arrange it however I want and create whatever button I want. Now, you do get a little geeky because you have to kind of go in there and find the commands that you want the button to issue. And you can create macros. So um, I have one that will... Uh, um, like when I want to watch the Fire TV, it'll switch the uh, TV over to that HDMI port and then switch the uh, uh, surround sound over to pick up the sound from that one, from that uh, from the TV. And so I got a three-channel uh, surround sound. So I can have it switch back for us. So I can have it do things like that. Uh, and like I said, I can customize and do things like that. And with the Echo, I can tell it to, you know, Say code word and tell it, uh, tell Blue Mood to press the Fire TV stick, you, whatever you name the button on there. So you can have it, give it voice commands, do this stuff. And there's lots of, you know, uh, basically apps or they call them uh, skills that uh, for these things. And my biggest problem is, uh, yeah, I'm not going to be able to, I have hard enough time remembering words sometimes so i'm not going to be using a lot of skills but i think i'll learn the ones that will be the most useful uh to me because i got ones like you can ask about what is uh, what zip code is this or what area code is this uh um there's all kinds of skills that you can have this thing do um i think there's about 1500 at last count so obviously i'm not going yeah uh, you know, just try and you, you know, I kind of got got to get the phrasing right so that it understands what you're talking about. Anyone who's listened to this podcast long enough knows sometimes I have word, uh, trouble getting words out, and um, maybe I should just program it into Alexa to have it say, "Mike, what the hell are you talking about?" Um, just for honesty's Speak sake. To me, but, stupid one is what I would have it say to me. <laughs> yeah, sure. It, you can change the. Uh, um, the code word so it doesn't have to be you know the uh the alexa one hey i said it without setting it off there anyway you uh, so i could you know uh, i could call it jarvis or hey dumbass or you know whatever so i you can go in there and change the code word but Ooh, jarvis uh, i like that idea well yeah yeah you know uh, i could kind of pretend to be iron man but um I wonder if it could build me a suit that i could fly to work in uh no <laughs> shit <laughs> Uh, but like I say, I'm just, you know, experimenting, uh, uh, with that and, you know, it's, uh, yeah, well, yeah, cause I'm a geek and I have, you know, more money than I, I should probably be putting it in my, uh, retirement account, which would be utterly stupid, but, um, now spend the money now so your kids don't get it. Well, yeah, there we go. Um, yeah, cause I'm looking at some of the skills here. Uh, they have a Fitbit skill, uh, and uh, seven-minute workout skill, stock exchange, the bartender. Ooh, um, 
tell you how to mix up drinks. Oh, <laughs> it's got yo mama jokes. <laughs> God, that's old. I know. And then there's one uh, for a fart. Um, oh dear. The influ- uh, the flatulent app does exactly what it's intended to do. Provides laughs and giggles for the whole family, and gives a stoic echo and amusement factor. Um, yeah, stereo farts. Oh. <laughs> well, and then uh, it. The next thing I might consider doing is uh, home automation. So you can it will interface with uh, different, um, um, you know, uh, remote lights and switches and that kind of stuff. Uh, Smart Things is one that they have here, and I think it does uh, Wemo and some of those. So I might have it so I can walk into the room and say. You know, turn on the office lights or something like that. So, um, because yeah, I'm I could reach over and turn on the light, but what the hell's the fun in that? Um, <laughs> Jeez, I know, but just you know, it's just because I can do that. So, no, uh, yeah, I, I understand. I you know, yeah, I, well, it's the, just, the home automation thing is something that gets past me at times. It's like I want to be able to, and I I may have told you this. My local electrical cooperative has keeps sending me this thing, and I've blasted them for it a couple times. You know, they want to put a, they give you a smart thermostat for free, basically. But it gives them the ability on high energy usage days to turn the thermostat, you know, whatever way benefits them. So, you know, if it's a hot day, well, we can turn your, we will only adjust your thermostat by no more than four degrees. We recommend you always have your thermostat set at 78. Why the hell would I run the air conditioning if I'm going to leave it set at 78, people? Oh. <laughs> but anyway, the, sorry, back off, yeah. Kevin. Calm down. Um, but, you know, the, 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 that sort of smart home stuff, it just, I don't see the benefit. I can walk over to the thermostat and go, deek, 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 you know, it's, it's not hard. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, like I say, it's more of a geek thing to play around with. But, you know, sometimes, because depending on how far I want to go, so I can put, you know, remote switches on, like, say, the outdoor light. So if I'm down here and my wife yells at me to turn the lights off, I can just tell the, the echo to do it so I don't have to get up and do it. or um, and, and avoid her coming down well, with a frying pan. Well, yeah, that too. Um and then you know, and it's just not echo because you could also have it set up. There's a little more practical uh, aspect to that. So if you're on vacation, you could have it set up. You know, timers, or you could remote control it too. That um, you could um, have a schedule so the lights come on and off. And I would hope in this part of town that it's not going to be too big a problem, small town. But still, you'd feel a little better just knowing that you could have some random lights on, or you know, something like that, or um, and. Um, and I can't remember the name of the app, uh, but I, I, um, on uh, uh, my Mac, they had uh, mentioned this one. I think they were going back and looking at some uh, uh, older apps. You can install it on your iPhone or on your – I was thinking my iPod. You can put it on there and use it as a security device. Um, kind of like a ring doorbell type of thing? or Well, you can just set it there, you know, but have it plugged in so it's got power because I think the battery on this is a little low, but it would just use the front-facing camera in this app and it would stream it to the Internet. So if you're gone, you could uh, just, you know, turn this on and check the house or check the pets or, you know, check what's going on there. Um, or you could point it at your neighbors and catch them peeing in your fire pit wondering why you're getting that strange smell. Or... Maybe wonder why the strange smell from. Well, never mind. Um, 
yeah, there may be uh, uh, <laughs> litigation uh, involved. <laughs> yeah, or you know, courters. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, but you know, it's just those kind of things that uh, some of them are uh, somewhat practical. Some of them, well, you know, probably aren't. But that's what uh, you know. You can just have fun messing around with that. Um, and they say even the uh, being able to monitor your uh, your home when you're away would be a good thing. Uh, you know, just so you can kind of keep an eye on things. Yeah, I you know I'm thinking back to when the time I ever get brave enough to leave my teenagers here by themselves, I'm going to set up some sort of uh, camera that's watching the house so that if they decide to have a party, Dad will know, and I can call them in the middle of the party and go, "You're having a party." How the hell did you know, Dad? <laughs> Dad knows everything. No, I, I found it here. I, it was, uh, let's see here. What's the name of the app now? So you can use it, put it on your old iPhones. Oh, it's uh, many things. Um, and you can put it on there and it'll, uh, and you can do different, um, it's got, the app is free and then depending upon what you want to do, I think if you want video recording or other stuff, there's got, you know, in-app purchases. But I think if you just want to set it up, and you know, point it, uh, have, point the camera somewhere so you can monitor stuff. I think that part of it is is free. That sounds uh, interesting. Yeah, because uh, you know, like I say, a person and again, uh, geek gadgets, too much money. I have toyed with you know some sort of a uh, surveillance system, but you know, this would be something cheap that uh, I could do because I got my poor uh, do it yourself surveillance. Well, yeah, I got my poor fourth-generation iPod here. The battery doesn't last very long, and it's stuck on iOS 6 or 5. I forget which one it is. You know, it's not going to be upgraded anymore, and I just don't know what to do with it because it won't run more uh, some of the more modern apps. But, uh, uh, you know, that's something I could do with it. I could just, you know, plug it in and uh, make a little uh, stand for it to sit on, have it, uh, like, I don't know, Face out the window, or put it in the window to face outside to see if you know delivery men come or something like that. Because I think there was, uh, 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 I saw a list of features here. I think it does have motion sensing, so you know it wouldn't start uh, recording or wouldn't start doing something until I actually saw motion or something like that. So yeah, there, uh, I've seen a couple of them like that that'll do that. Um, so yeah, that would be kind of cool. I've got an old iPhone 4 here. I could maybe dink around with that. Hmm. Well, either that or even, you know, um, setting it up in the window and aiming it out the backyard so that when winter comes around, you could have your snow porn. <laughs> you know, it's funny. We were sitting out on the deck today on a summer day and talking about at some point we're going to have to replace our rear deck. And um, we're thinking about in the not-too-distant future, thinking about making it a three-season porch, basically windows around it on three sides, and closed in so that you can be out there. Even if I took, like, a space heater, you could be out there in the winter. Uh, no problem. And uh, we were think, talking about how nice it would be sit there and, you know, look out these giant windows on three sides of us and watch it snow. So I see where you're coming from, Mike. You're, are you coming over to the winter side of things? No. No, I want to stay warmly in the house and wait for the demise of the evil white stuff. But I know you like it, and I, since, since I'm such a giving person, uh, I figured I could stream some snow to you so you can get your fix. Yeah, I have to do it for Elaine Giles to give her her fix. Um, I tweet, It was funny, I tweeted a picture out uh, a couple of weeks ago. I was sitting on the deck, and it was a nice, cool morning. 
mid 60s and I was you know it's breeze blowing and I'm out there in t-shirt shorts and barefoot most people you know Mark would have been wrapped in a wool blanket and had a blast furnace going in his pants or something um but he uh, uh she, you know and it was funny because I was taken from almost the same picture as an angle I took during our blizzard back in January and she said oh that's lovely of your garden but I think this is a better one and you know it showed the uh almost four feet of snow I had in the backyard oh lord yes so uh yeah interesting but nonetheless it is what well, it is and I, I found the plans for that many things. Uh, so the basic free plan, you uh, can one camera, live streaming, motion alerts, and detection zones. And then you can, uh, it's got like, then you can do recording plans. So like one camera, and I think about two days, saving about two days worth of recordings is about $3 a month. Seven days is 4 bucks a month. And 30 days is uh, 6 bucks a month. So, you know, if you do want to keep your recording uh it'll do that and you know it's kind of a nice way to do it that uh, you can uh uh you you've got some basic simple stuff for some simple security there but if you do want to record it for whatever reason um you've got that option too yeah that would be cool i might have to twiddle around with that because i do like that idea of doing the uh time lapse or the video streaming or time lapse video streaming you know whatever you want to call it so or both together i should say so it'd be fun just to freak out people too catch the little bastards that walk by and let their dog crap in my front yard yeah now i gotta see if you can stream it to the net or if it only streams to their uh might only stream to their app on the uh, whatever device you're using, I'll have to look into that and see. But you know, even just for security purposes, that would be good. I could stream the video of me sitting in the front yard doing nothing. And that's and, different. How? Yeah. Well, here you go. <laughs> well, so, uh, so, in talking about seasonal things, uh, I'm going to shock people this week with my pick for something as to what to buy with the the rate the cost thing. The what would you buy segment of the show. A taser? No, I have those. Um, (laughs) I just tase the neighborhood for fun. No, um, this week I set the limit between three fifty and four fifty, which we've been in that area before. But something I've been toying with, and as much as I hate to do this chore, for some reason this thing makes makes it look kind of fun. I chose the Greenworks twenty five three hundred two Twin Force G Max forty volt. Lithium-ion 20-inch cordless lawnmower. How does that sound for a short, snappy title? Yeah, it just rolls right off the tongue. Well, it's four hundred dollars on Amazon, and you get two batteries. And each, if you run both batteries, and it only uses one at a time, as I understand it, you get about twenty minutes of mowing time out of each battery. And I just like the idea of it not having to fool with the gas and the. You know, keeping the oil changed and all that. All you got to worry about is keeping the batteries charged and sharpening the lawnmower blade so it'll take off fingers and toes as needed. But, it, you know, it's a nice-looking little mower. I'll put, uh, I'll share it with Mike here so he can see it. Uh, I just really like the idea of doing it. I'm not trying to be green, necessarily. I, I don't know. That's terrible, folks. I understand that. But <laughs> it's just, I think it's just cool. I think, you know, anytime... Because mowing to me is the worst chore 
on the face of the planet when it comes to seasonal chores that you have to do outside. I absolutely hate it. And it might be because I did so much of it in my youth. I mean, I actually had a lawn mowing business and I push mowed folks. There was no riding mower involved. And these were big yards, third, third to uh, a third of an acre up to a half acre size yards that I push mowed. And I mean, I made good money. I mean, you know, back then for what it was in the mid seventies, but I grew to hate lawn mowing and I hate it even more to this day. It's a miserable job that never seems to end. So. Well, yeah, and we kind of, our lot isn't real big. It's 75 by 150, I think, so it's not huge. But uh, one of the guys I work with was selling a riding lawnmower, a, I think a 40-inch lawnmower. I don't remember the size right offhand. But um, we bought that because it's like, and it's not the size so much, but especially, well, uh, my wife and I both work during the summer at the school. So we both come home and we're tired and then to walk around pushing a lawnmower around, it gets kind of hard anyway. So we bought this uh, riding lawnmower and then considering some of the things in the yard, I wish it was a zero turn. It's not. So you kind of come to some of these things, you got to go back and forth and back and forth. And I want to find the schmutz um, that these safety guys, I understand safety first people. I mean, I'm not exactly red and green here, but um and if you don't know the reference, go to YouTube and look it up. Uh, really? Really? Yeah, yes. Um, it just bugs me that this thing, in order to back up, you have to disengage the mower deck. You have to turn the mower off, the, the blade part. What, are they afraid I'm going to uncut my grass here? What? You know, you just want to back up and turn. Well, you got to reach over, turn the, disengage the blades, and then put it in reverse, and then back up, and then put it back into forward and then engage the blades. It's irritates crap on me, but okay. First world problems. I know, but so we bought that, but this does look interesting because sometimes my wife who won't drive the lawnmower, um, goes out there and mows and something like this might be kind of nice. Cause we've got a gas powered one. And the thing with that is there's a little spring that controls the governor. Well, I think mowing under the trees, uh, the low pine trees or whatever, knocked a little spring off. So me being the you know guy that I am, I got two rubber bands on there. But they'll get knocked <laughs> off sometimes or break because, you know, oil and uh, gas and rubber bands don't exactly mix well. But, you know, something like this uh, uh, might be kind of interesting. It might be something that would uh, – uh, that she could use without too much problems as long as, you know, it stays charged up. Well, that's your job is to keep it charged and her charged up. So, Oh, good luck with that. I, you know, you're talking about the safety on those, uh, riding lawnmowers. I remember it's been several years ago now, probably 15 years or so ago. Uh, my sister and her husband bought a new riding lawnmower and they've got about four acres that they mow and, uh, they bought it. And my youngest niece wanted to help mow. Well, the safety switch in it was, unlike some of the old mowers, you had to be sitting on the seat, you know, oh, yeah. to, to for the mower to start. That was, it had a kill switch in it. My niece was not big enough to, to weight the seat down enough <laughs> for the lawnmower to start, so she'd have to put two bricks on the seat, two or three bricks on the seat, then sit on the seat, and she could start the lawnmower. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. And I understand, you know, safety and all that stuff but some of that stuff is a little irritating um uh it's just it's it's frustrating but you know it is what it is so yeah it is 
So that's my pick, and maybe I've encouraged Mike to buy a lawnmower. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. What do you have for us, Michael? Well, and I kind of alluded to it before, and like say, I just, I didn't, I was sloppy. I didn't look at the show notes till we started recording here, so I had to think quick. But and Kevin gave me a little <laughs> leeway here, but um, you know, and this is the, you know, this is the segment where we, if we had the money to spend, what would we buy? And so I kind of alluded to it, but yeah, the uh, Apple Watch just kind of seems like, you know, if I had the money for that. Um, I might actually, you know, I might actually get it because that's the uh, f- was it forty two millimeter? I went and yeah, closed forty two. Oh, here it is. I moved it way back there. Yeah, because I, I still will have to get that one. That comes at three forty nine, so it's just a little under the price. But and you know, and uh, I'm get sort a nicer of, get a nicer band for it, and you're already over the price. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's the thing too. Um, and I know when it first came out, I was an Apple hater. But you know, now that I've gotten the um, these fitness trackers that I've got, uh, I do like the idea of notifications on my wrist, uh, especially like when I'm working at school and maybe I'm vacuuming or something like that. I've got people trained at school. If you get a, need to get a hold of me, don't bother with the intercom. Either text me or call me. And if I'm running the vacuum cleaner, I may not necessarily hear the phone, but if my wrist vibrates, I can look down and see what it is. And if it's a text message and it pops up, I can look at it quick and do I need to do this now or can they wait till I'm done? And that part is nice. And, you know, some of the other apps, and I didn't even bother to look at, you know, I know there's lots of apps. Well, I think with uh, Watch OS 2.0, the apps will probably actually run on the phone. Right now, I think they run off of the phone. Um but, you mean run on the watch, not with yeah, the, run, run on the yeah the with watch uh, OSO two point it'll run on the watch right now. I think they run on the phone, but you know some of those apps would be kind of handy to have because uh, uh, where the heck do, would you even find watch apps? My wife was wondering if we could get a uh, um, if there was an app for radar uh, weather radar that you could kind of just glance down and keep an eye on. Probably weather alerts like Dark Skies does, but I don't. Yeah, think. something. Yeah, maybe not a active radar. Uh, but say, how the hell would you see the radar? <laughs> well, all you need is you know representation. Uh, if you see a lot of reds, run like hell. Um, you know, something along that line. And but, he means red. He means red echoes on the radar, folks, not the communists. So. Well, they'll run from them too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but they don't show up on radar normally. <laughs> Enemy, yeah, enemy gliders. Yeah, that's it. Anyone that doesn't get that joke, go back and watch MASH. Yeah, that's right. So, well, that's pretty cool. I, I like your pick, even though it was kind of a last minute. I, you know, I'll give you yeah, credit. Sure. I'll, I'll give you geek points for doing a good pick, even though you kind of pulled it out of your rectum there. Well, yeah, and we'll take the uh, take the geek points away from Mark, and maybe what we should do is just take his watch away from him and let him keep the geek points. Hmm. That's an idea. Mark, how do you feel about that, us taking your watch and you getting to keep your geek points? Wait a minute. I have an incoming message. No! Okay. Yeah, that and your title music streaming. So there you go. We'll take both away and you get to keep your geek points. Is that a fair trade off? (laughs) Now Uh, I'm getting this picture. It's not clear, but I see one. one, Is that one finger? Is he telling (laughs) us we're number one? He's just. Thanks, Mark. Yeah. You're number one. You're number one. So, oh, me. All right, folks. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this week. I hope you've enjoyed the show as much as Mike and I have enjoyed pontificating along uh, to you. We hope you've enjoyed it. Mike, why don't you give the folks, because I'm sure nobody knows about anything else you do, why don't you let them know where they might 
also be able to find your ramblings and meanderings and you trying to trigger World War Three with your uh, Echo device there. Oh, hmm. Alexa, launch nuclear bombs. Oh. Probably tell me no. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I can be found uh, on Twitter at DSC Chipman, and I have my about dot, uh, about dot me account at about.me slash Mike McPeak. That's uh, M-C-P-E-E-K. That's awesome. Uh, folks, if you want to find out more about me, you can find my musings on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash B-I-G underscore I-N underscore V-A or go over to about.me forward slash Kevin Alder. If you want to find out more about the show, go over to geekiestshowever.com. Uh, reviews and comments and iTunes are always welcome, and thank you for those that have done those. We really do appreciate that. <laughs> Folks, we hope you've enjoyed the show, as I said. I hope you. Uh, hopefully Mark will be back with us next week. We're also trying to line up another guest for a special segment uh, we'll talk more about that when it gets closer and we actually can get schedule synced up uh, for then. But uh, stay tuned. We haven't, we're not done with give, having guests. I've got two guests on the horizon. So, folks, if you do nothing else between now and next week, don't forget to hug a geek. Hi, everyone. It's Guy from the MyMac.com podcast, and I'm here to tell you about the show. I wish Gaz was here, but apparently he's too busy, so... Hey, hold on a minute. I'm right here. What are you going on about? Well, I was about to cut a promo, but you always seem busy doing other things. Okay, now you've cheesed me off, so I'm turning you into a chipmunk. <laughs> sure, like you have the power to do that. Well, what did you just do to me? Like I said, I turned you into a chipmunk. Now be quiet while I do the promo. Why do I have a sudden craving for lettuce? The MyMac.com podcast is a fun look at all the goings-on in the Mac world. We involve the listeners in a show to talk about what's important to them and interview people who do amazing things with their Macs and iOS devices. A carrot might be nice. You can contact us via Facebook, Twitter, Skype, as well as email. I have an urge to climb trees really fast. Shh! Find us in iTunes by searching under my Mac. You'll find us and a lot of other great shows all under the Stoplight Network. Hey, I can scratch behind my ears with my foot. If you promise to be good, I'll change you back. I don't know. I'm kind of digging the fur. The MyMac.com podcast. Done by a Brit and apparently now a chipmunk. <laughs>